welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shanik. And we're glad that you joined us again on this second episode of the month of January, second episode of 2022. If you haven't already, leave a review for us. We would greatly appreciate that. And maybe send this to a friend via social media or text message. Yeah. Text it to somebody. Let someone know what you're listening to and how it has encouraged you. Do it. Question of the week is what is something that you are most looking forward to in 2022? So for me, I have a really big trip coming up in February and um, oh yeah actually I'm going to Amsterdam with uh, Bishop Jamie going to be preaching at a conference and I just found out today I was looking over the schedule um, it's in a different language so one I don't even know what I'm supposed to be speaking on really um, but that's all good are you I'll talking about the translator um, in the morning sessions I don't think so but also saw the schedule and I'm on there twice come on somebody so we'll see what happens so um, I will be in Amsterdam but because I'm already going to be in Europe, I thought this would be a great opportunity for um, for me to go to Rome and not just me, but have Melanie come with me. So she's actually flying over the Sunday the conference ends and her and I, along with our friend Sean and Inga, who has they've been to Rome several times. Um, we're going to Rome with them and we're Let's staying go. right in the heart of downtown right next to the Trevi Fountain. And it's going to be, I mean, I'm so looking forward to this trip. A week in Rome. If, oh. if we were on a video podcast or a vlog is what they call it, you would see the huge smile that just was put on your face. So I'm really looking forward to that. Win in wait. Rome. Yeah, <laughs> win in Rome. What, what happens about you? in Rome? <laughs> Stays in Rome. I don't that was that's... just such a setup. You just set that up <laughs> so I would say that. I don't think that's <laughs> what I... I didn't even want to say that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so uh, my wife's having a baby. And that's not what I'm most looking forward to. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will graduate from another master's degree, and that's not what I'm looking forward to. Okay. I am most looking forward to my week up north in Michigan at my parents' cottage because last year we didn't get to go. It was under renovation. And so when we go up there, it's going to be completely new. And nice. I'm just so excited for yeah. it. It's my favorite place on the planet. It's, it's the place where I find the most peace. It rejuvenates my soul. So I didn't get that last year. I think that maybe I'm so like out of whack because of that. Wow. So I'm so pumped. Yeah, I know you talk about the trip uh, to the cottage every year, all the time, and how much you love it. So yeah, you didn't get that last year, so I can see why. And it's a totally new layout. Okay, this cottage, was, to. this cottage was built in the 70s, so it had these spiral staircase and shag carpet. And my kids were like, my, my mom was uh, FaceTimed us the other day and showing us the new cottage because they totally expanded and mm -hmm. renovated the whole thing. And those spiral staircases are gone. Scarlet is in a mess about oh, no. the spiral staircases because yeah. they would put their feet through it. You know, they would climb on it. It was like the thing at the cottage. We have right. a huge beach and water like the ocean and they cared about the spiral the staircase. staircase. It's hey, gone. It's all good. But Yeah, I usually go south for vacation, always to the beach, but Mel and I talked about maybe we would come up this summer and, you got to uh, at least just see it. You got to check There's out a campground the whole, down the street. Maybe we'll stay at the campground and stay just at hang the out. campgrounds. You get the best cherry donuts of your life. It's the cherry capital of, of the world, just north of Traverse City. Then you can go up an hour north to Mackinac City, Mackinac Island, go biking, ride horseback. Yeah. It's the it's the jam. People don't know it's a hidden. If people in California vacation to northern Michigan in the summer. Wow. So little tidbit cool. there. So what are we talking about today? So this, today we're talking about part two of the ruthless elimination of hurry. If last week we talked about the problem of hurry, this week we're going to talk about the solution. And the solution ultimately is removing the language and reality of busy or busyness 
from our lives. And he gives a lot of ideas and thoughts. And so we're going to walk through some of our favorite parts of part two in this book. And we would encourage you yeah. to, yeah, if you haven't already bought the book, go get it, listen go to it. Go get it, go through it with us. Yeah, we are in part two right now. And I love how right away, of course, part one was about the problem, but he's going to talk about the solution. And there's a lot of good practical tips, a lot of good things that he says that really encourage us to move away from just a busy and hurried life. And I love, and he says this on page 62, uh, speaking of the solution, basically he says it's to slow down and simplify our life around what really matters. Yeah. So you have to do some inventory and figure out what matters to you. As I was going through the book last year, even I know for me, and this is probably for most of our listeners, family really matters to me and is really important to me. And so then I had to say, okay, does my time show and indicate that they really matter to right. me? Because I can say they matter, but if I don't give them time, attention, have margin in my life for us to connect, for us to engage as a family, then my actions aren't backing up with what I say I believe, that my family matters. And so, you know, that really was important to me. My health was important to me. I am 42 years old, but I still like to get out and run not, not go for a run, but run and play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't do just normal cardio. I hate it. Can't stand it, but I can get out there for two, three hours and play ball. And it's just something I really enjoy. And so I wanted to make sure that I still took the time to do that. And I know it's something that I thought about giving up, but actually you challenged me if you remember this, mm-hmm. because, um, I was considering stop stopping playing and, and not really doing it anymore. But I was telling you that it's actually like the one place where for those two hours while I'm playing, I do not think about anything else. Like I can't, you can't think about the next sermon you're preaching, the family you have to call, the problem you have to address, the the team issues and needs that they have, um, stuff going on with the, the kids or, or whatever. You're out there, you're in the zone and you get to escape that, even if it's just the two hours. And, uh, and so I felt like, man, I really need that. So I made sure to keep that uh, as a priority and that I have margin and space in my schedule to allow me to do that once or twice a week. Yeah. I'm going to, cause obviously family for me is what matters most and, and stuff like that, but I'm going to echo that, that hobby. And I'm going to actually encourage our listeners. If you haven't found a hobby that you can participate in at least once a week, you need to do it because I even realized this in my own marriage. Julia found me much more fun to be around when I'm participating in that hobby for two or three hours once a week. And for me, it's going and playing hockey. I joined a hockey league. It, it When we're out of season, it's playing basketball. It's doing that regularly. Because like you said, I have to escape. And playing those sports allows me to escape for those two hours where I don't think about anything. And I found that it is so... I'm just a better person to be around. It is so soothing to my soul when I get to escape and not focus on the everyday worries. And so, if, yeah, if, if you are an employer or employee, go find a hobby and make that something that becomes a priority because everybody in your relationships, everybody in your life will benefit from you escaping. And then also what matters to me is, is friendships and, and making the time for the friendships that bring life to my soul and to my spirit. And yeah, so we want to encourage you. You have to answer that question is what matters most to you. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that really encouraged me on this solution to busyness was realizing that I can't do it all. And I know he talks about that a lot in this section, how you're not Superman, you're not Superwoman, 
Um, you probably do carry a lot of responsibilities. He's not arguing with that, but getting to the place where you feel like you have to do everything. And I know we actually mentioned this on a podcast where yeah. we talked about doing things in excellence, right? And where we talked about how sometimes things just need to be good enough. Yep. And realizing that you, of course you want to do everything you do with a level of excellence that, that you really put forth, you know, um, a lot of energy and focus and attention to it because you want it to be great. But then there are some things that are draining your time, attention, and really taking away from a lot of those great things because you filled your life with too many things. And you just have to get to the place where you really accept the fact you just can't do everything. Yeah. And I know for me, as someone who prides itself on how many things I can check off in a week or how many things I'm able to carry and juggle at one time. But somewhere along the way, we started in this, I think in America, started celebrating that the person that, oh, look at her. She can, she's superwoman. You know, she can do this, 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 this all at the same time. And she knows how to, what's the word where you multitask? multitask. Oh, she's an incredible multitasker. As if that's a good thing. And right? is that such a good thing? Like, I don't really know. I mean, yeah. and then if they are good at multitasking, guess what? They usually just get more added to their plate because they have the ability to maybe carry more than the average person. And then before you know it, they have way too much stuff that they're involved in that they're doing. They feel like if they don't do it, no one else will. And then you carry around that burden and that leads to a hurried life. Yeah, man, that's a great challenge is to become less good. Is that good English? Less good at multitasking? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if that's right to say. I mean, yeah. maybe it's not. Maybe I'm No, maybe I'm I agree. Wrong I agree. Uh, you, you think you're a really good multitasker, but I know if you're on your phone no. and I'm trying to communicate with you, you haven't heard a thing I'm saying. So yeah. I usually stop no, and wait. I, I don't really think I'm... I can get a lot done in a week, but not at the same time. Well, it's good that I you am, noticed that about yourself. I focus on something and guess what? I GSD that thing and I check it off very quickly. <laughs> you can explain to our listeners what GSD means. <laughs> yeah, it's get stuff done. <laughs> Edited version. Edited version. What Shannick was talking about that we've talked about in previous episodes, episode four, we had an episode called Godish. I just said episode multiple times, but Godish talking about allowing things to be good enough. You can check that one out. And also episode 13, when we talked about an imposter among us, that Superman uh, imposter syndrome where you feel like you can do it all actually hurts not only you, but the people around you. And so, yeah, you, we really have to get better at recognizing that we can't do it all and we're not supposed to do it all. Uh, I know he continues in that kind of train of thought on page 68 and 69, right after talking about the 10 limitations that we all have as to why we don't slow down. He says this, he says, what if these limitations aren't something to fight but to gratefully accept as a signpost to God's call on our souls. Jesus blessed the poor in spirit by the thousands, gave them the Sermon on the Mount, and then sent them home, still poor, but blessed. Jesus' agenda is to make wounded people whole. And I love that because also we, we talk about the fact that you're not broken on episode 29. Uh, Dr. Nicole LaPera actually says it this way, broken is the illusion created by trauma, but wholeness is the truth. And if we're going to be known for anything at Hill City, it's going to be preaching the gospel that Jesus actually makes us whole, and that happened 2,000 years ago. And so that was a really good reminder to us of removing these limitations of, man, I have to get so much stuff done, and I have to be busy, I have to be accomplished, and just resting in the spirit of not doing. Yeah, and what I love about what he says about removing this idea and— really, I think he calls it a plague of busyness. He gives a few stats in the book that were just 
man, mind blowing. Yeah. And he said that the average guy spends 10,000 hours playing video games by age 21. It's probably gone up with this next and, generation. Oh my gosh. Like thinking about that. And of course I'm, I'm thinking back to me and I wasn't a huge gamer, but I did love, you know, Goldeneye. Odd job oh, with the golden N64. gun. Oh, N64. That was like my jam. And then, of course, when Halo first came out, I was obsessed Original with that Xbox, game. Xbox, System Link. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know if it's 10,000 hours for me, but you think about it. That's the average. Mm -hmm. 10,000 hours. What could that have went into by the time the person's 21? Yeah. I mean, they mm -hmm. could have been whatever they wanted, a doctor. They could have planned a business. They could have, you know, had business plans and read books and learn multiple languages like man think about like what do you waste time on now that you could be using to achieve your goals and this was such a challenge and my answer is still the same the biggest time waster for me is this thing called netflix <laughs> binge watch binge watching <laughs> television shows there are some people out there i've had conversations they're like oh i i can't do the whole multiple seasons and you know multiple episodes per season. I just don't like it. Give me a movie, you know, a couple times a week and I'm good. And I'm like, man, I just obsess now over television shows. And like, especially if there is one that is finished and it's got multiple seasons and they put it out on Netflix. Oh, I'm, I'm binge watching the whole thing. And it is such a time waster for me. And so that's what I was talking about in the beginning though. I say, I want my family to really matter and I want to give them time and I want to give them attention. And they are the reason why I should be less busy so that I have time to spend with them. And yet I'm filling that extra time binge watching television shows without them. Hmm. So, Oh, it's without them. Cause I was about to push back on that because without them, I actually remember I was talking one time on a houseboat with Hannah Beasley and she was really challenging me around this idea. Cause I used to think, Oh, I shouldn't be watching these shows. I should be getting stuff done. And I remember she said, sometimes you need to watch those shows to escape from trying to achieve. And I remember thinking about that and contemplating. And I think there's this healthy balance of, it's okay to binge watch certain yeah. shows on Netflix. And but I'm if not it's, saying it's not. I know. But I'm saying I know me yeah, and that's why my I just consumption to of Netflix television series binge watching is yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. If you're binge and watching that. without your wife and I mean, cause Julie and I will watch some shows and it's good quality time for us to get together. But if you're doing it by yourself, no, and it's not it's by preventing myself. It's you. always with Mel, yeah. but you're watching t It's the same thing. Like, okay, let's talk about this. So I'll just throw this out there. Um, he never listens. So my second <laughs> son, Malachi just took a girl to the movies. Oh, right. And remember when that was like the thing to do yep. to go out on a date, you went out to eat and to a movie. Yep. But if you really think about it, you never really get to know anyone watching movies. No, never. Because you get in a, in a seat, you're looking straight forward, not at the person you're on a date with, and you just watch something and then you leave. Mm -hmm. For two hours, you said maybe it's two the, words. It's the perfect introverted first date. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, he is a little introverted and, and I, you know, I was that dad. I, we went Where, to the theater go, with them. <laughs> we you, saw a different movie. Oh, did you sneak in? But we all? had to drive him there. What was I going to do for two hours? Did you embarrass him at all? No, I didn't. Come on. I did. You didn't walk in and was like, hey. uh, I tried to, but they weren't paying attention. I was like waving <laughs> at them. They were getting concessions and I was being that so dad. So you did actually, oh, I you tried. didn't walk into their thing, but you did that in the lobby? No, I did in the lobby while they were getting candy. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is like, you know, so watching television shows with Mel, like yep. I love she's there and it, it's time. 
I just won't say it's quality time. I got gotcha. you. So. And you got to decipher for yourself. Hey, yeah. we're not telling you what to do and what you shouldn't yeah. do. We're just giving advice or, or sharing. Yeah, I'm some just stuff. throwing myself under the bus here. Take some inventory of your life. And what do you waste time? I know for me, it's TikTok, dude. This do not download this app. And by my, by me telling you to not download it, statistically, people will download it. The very I remember because I was telling Brit Brittany were over at the house the other day, and I was telling them about TikTok because he doesn't have it downloaded on his phone. Then the day I downloaded TikTok, um, what's it called on the on the Apple Watch? You can screen time. Oh yeah. I looked at my screen time. I spent four hours the day the I day. downloaded TikTok. <laughs> it from eight to 12. Are you laughing at me? Cause I just said dick top. I did. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry. I just I'm lost just gonna it address right there it for, for our listeners. I know they're yeah. laughing too. TikTok. Oh my I watched it from like eight 15 to 12, 15 one night. And I was like, what? It feels like 20 minutes, but it's just like you, if you ever get lost in the YouTube, you yeah. click on one YouTube and now you're it's watching videos, wa- yeah. the noises giraffes make. You're like, yeah. what? The, how did I get here? That is TikTok. Yeah. You can just, and I guess did Facebook, buy TikTok because now know. TikTok videos are all over my feed on Facebook. Well, I, and so I, then I get on there like and in, I start scrolling. Instagram has Instagram reels and that's probably what you're, they're, they're different, I think. Yeah. Well, I, it says a little be. TikTok in the bottom. Well, I, that's because people screenshot the TikToks and uh, put them on. Gotcha. FaceTime. See, I'm not up to date. But regardless, it is such a waster. But there's moments that I just need to escape for like 20 minutes. If I can just, maybe I just need to set, you know, like alarms, like get off TikTok. <laughs> but that's, you know, the, the reality is, is how we spend our time is how we spend our lives. So it's who we become or don't become. And that was a big challenge of, you know, really addressing the time wasters in your life. Yeah. And so again, you're going to have to decide what's best for you, what maybe you need to eliminate so that you do eliminate hurry from your life. Because if there's a certain life that you want, a life with margins, a life that's not busy, a life unhurried, if that sounds great to you, Here's the thing. You can want that life, but you have to be willing to adopt the lifestyle behind it. Mm -hmm. And of course, he uses the example in the book is if you're going through it with us of watching his neighbors run like he gets up, he sees them get out there early. They're warming up and stretching and going for runs. And he's like, I want to be a runner, but you actually have to go and actually run to become a runner. Like you have to put in work. You got to, you know, progressively build up the endurance to to run long distances. And so you actually have to put in some work for this to happen. It's not just going to, Hey, I'd really like to be less hurried and I'd like to be less busy. Okay. What are you going to do to make your life less busy? There's some things you have to work at in order to achieve it. Yeah. I think my favorite quote from the book comes on page 88. He says this, Jesus doesn't offer us an escape. He offers us something far better equipment at his pace, slow, unhurried, present to the moment, full of love and joy and peace. An easy life isn't an option, but an easy yoke is. And I think that that is like an amazing statement, but it's also a challenge that, yeah, Jesus isn't an escape plan. He gives us equipment to actually change our life because he gives us the responsibility, us the power to do the different things and to be a different way. And I, I just love the reality of that. And, yeah. you know, ever going through this book two years ago, it's really changed my life. Yeah. And I think for me, like, I think my favorite quote, um, and I love that where he talks about an easy life isn't an option. Like you're, you're, you're going to have hard things you go mm-hmm. through, but an easy yoke um, is. And so I do love that. For me, it was uh, on page 91. He says this. He says, Jesus would not let anything or anyone, 
even a medical emergency or a hurting father rush him to the next moment. Hmm. Jesus' schedule was full to the brim at times in a good way, yet he never came off hurried. And I think the challenge is, man, Jesus was never in a hurry. And so if we follow his example, we shouldn't be hurried in our life either. And so, yeah, what, what, what steps can we do to become less hurried yeah. and become more like Jesus? Yeah, that's why we're doing this book. That's why we went through this book. That's why we recommend this book is to constantly remind ourselves that we have to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives because when we slow down, we gain peace. We remove hurry from our schedule and our schedule then ultimately gets aligned with our values. And so, yeah, that's what we got for this week. Yeah. And so answer that question, what matters to you? And then see if your life adds up or the things you're doing in your life anyway, adds up to you actually valuing what you say really matters. And if it doesn't, then maybe you need to make a few changes. Yeah, it's time to take some inventory. Next week, we're going to be talking about silence and solitude and the Sabbath, uh, the first two parts of part three in the book. And it's going yeah, to be, it'll be very fun. interesting because, you know, of course, we are new covenant preachers. And so when you bring in an idea like the Sabbath, that is an old covenant principle. It's going to be very interesting to say the least. So I can't wait. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. You're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. 